Uh, such an incredible honor to be here tonight. Such a uh, humbling experience to be a small part in what God is doing in these last days and to be a small part in what God is doing here and what he's going to do here in this house tonight. Amen. I, uh, <clears throat> I come to you tonight. Uh, I preached a, preached a couple weeks ago at the home church at ALT, and I told him, I said, uh, probably not going to preach anything different than what you've already heard probably a hundred times. I said, you know, it's not going to be very profound, but it is uh, what God gave me. I said, you know, my, my logic and my mind is not very deep. It's still a no diving zone. But, um, uh, but and I'm going to tell you the same thing here tonight. I, young people, I probably won't preach anything different than what you may have already heard, but uh, I am going to just tell you, I have a word from the Lord from, for you here tonight. I, uh, I, I say that with fear and trembling and, and being as humble as I can be. I don't say it to boast, but uh, I have heard from the Lord for this service here tonight. And uh, I'm telling you, we're going to see signs and wonders before we leave this house. Hallelujah. We're going to see God do what only he can do. I'm, I'm telling you, we're going to see people who came in hurting and broken. They're going to leave put back together here tonight. We're going to see people who came in empty, but they're going to leave filled. We're going to see people that came in needing a refilling, and they're going to leave refilled here tonight. Amen. And you're going to see people who came in with the feeling of no purpose and feeling of no reason, and they're going to leave knowing that God has them here at this time for a reason. Amen. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But if you would turn with me into the book of uh, 1 Kings chapter number 19. We're going to read verses We're going to read verses 19 through 21 and then we're going to flip a few pages over into 2 Kings chapter number 2 and we're going to read 11 through 15 there. And when you have the first one if you wouldn't mind please stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Verse number 19 says, So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with the twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelfth. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray you, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and killed them, and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen. And he gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Flip over with me to 2 Kings chapter number 2. We'll read verses 11 through 15. Verse number 11 said, And it came to pass as they still went on and talked, that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more, and he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. He took up also the mantle. Say that one more time. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, 
Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elisha went over. And when the sons of the prophet, oh, sorry, we're going, you know what, we're going to stop at 14. We're just going to stop at 14. With the help of the Lord here tonight, I want to preach the word, there is a mantle and there is a purpose. Pray with me if you would. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your wonderful spirit and presence that is here in this house that I can feel all over me right now, God. I thank you for every heart and every life and every soul that is here with us here tonight. And God, I thank you for all of the young people, all of the adults that are here. And I thank you in advance for everything that you're going to do in their lives before they leave this house here tonight, God. I thank you, Father, that you, have, that you are still speaking to your people. That there is a mantle and that there is a purpose for each and every life that is here in this house tonight, God. That they are all here for a divine reason and a divine purpose. And you brought them here in this place tonight, Father, to speak to them individually, Lord. And I thank you and I ask you, God, that you would anoint me here tonight. And that you would speak through me, Father. That you would say everything that you would have to say, Lord God, and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. You may be seated here tonight. But we read in our text here tonight, we read the story of Elisha being called by Elijah in the field and Elijah, Elijah being caught up into heaven and we read of Elisha picking up the mantle that was left behind and some would say as they read that story, what is so significant about the mantle of Elijah? Why is that so important? Because the thing about it is, is a mantle is just, all it is is an outer garment. It's just a piece of clothing that somebody would wear in those times. And why would that be so important that it would that the Bible would tell us that Elisha picked up the mantle that was left behind by Elijah? Why is that important? But in this case and in this story, the uh, the. Uh, the mantle of Elijah is not just a garment that Elijah was wearing, but it represents and signifies to Elisha. It signifies a purpose, a call, and an anointing that Elijah carried and passed down for Elisha to pick up and carry when Elijah was gone. It wasn't just a garment and that it was signifying to Elisha that that same spirit of God and that same anointing that was on him is now on Elisha and that it is his, is his purpose to pick it up and carry it. And now we are in a time and in a season where we are seeing mighty men and mighty women of God that are going on to their reward and glory. They are finishing their race and they are finishing them well. But I'm here to tell you tonight, young people, that just because they are gone doesn't mean that it's all over with. It doesn't mean that just because they're gone that it's time for us to slack off and say, well, they're gone. Looks like the work's all done we got to throw in the towel, wave the white flag, and sign the, the surrender to the enemy. No, it is our job and our duties as Christians to see the mantle that they have left behind and pick it up and say, I'm going to continue on right where they left off. Hallelujah. 
We're not called to be a copy of them. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is just because they're gone doesn't mean that the cause and the purpose that they lived and fought for is done away with. But that purpose is very much still alive and very much still there for you to carry and say, I know that they're gone. I know that I'm not them. I know that the mantle is left behind, but God never intended it to stop with just one person. And I know that I'm not a B.H. Clendenin. I'm not a David Wilkerson, an L.L. Collins, a Reinhard Bunky, or a Charlie Pennington, but I am who God called me to be. And I'm going to pick that mantle up, and I'm going to fulfill every word, every purpose that God has for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, I, I can't do it, Austin. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm a nobody. I'm nothing special. Neither was Elisha. Neither was Elisha. He was just a plow boy digging in the dirt. When God said, I've got something more for you, Elisha. I've got something more for you. There's a whole lot more than you. There's a whole lot more for you than just to be digging and plowing behind oxen and being just like everybody else in that day. I've got a bigger plan and a bigger purpose for you. And you, 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 know, when I, you want to know who somebody else is that was just another plow boy digging in the dirt that grew up a poor potato farmer in Oklahoma? T.L. Osborne. Just digging spuds in the dirt. Young people, if you don't know who T.L. Osborne is, look him up on on YouTube, find the Docu Miracle series, and you will travel all over this world with T.L. Osborne preaching the gospel and seeing miracles, signs, and wonders. Following that young man who had an experience and an encounter with God when he was 15 years old, milking cows in his barn, and the power of God fell on him. And God spoke to him and said, There is more for you, I've got a plan for your life life I've got a purpose for your life and he traveled this world preaching the gospel from one encounter at 15 years old let me give you just a little bit of statistics of of his of his ministry and how God used him his message was very simple proclaim Christ and pray for miracles as proof that he is alive and after 60 years in the ministry, he preached in over 90 nations of this world. The majority of them all being unreached and uncontacted tribes. Millions hearing the gospel in daily multitudes from 20,000 to 300,000 people in these open air meetings. With signs and wonders being performed on an untold amount of people. He ended up, his ministry ended up sponsoring and planting over 30,000 full-time missionaries and building and planting over 150,000 churches. The entire course of this world would be different. I'm not saying it because of the man. I'm saying it because of the God in the man and how Brother Osborne allowed God to use him. But the entire course of this world would be different 
had T.L. Osborne felt the power of God coming on him at 15 years old and saying, there's still no reason for me to be here on this earth. I don't have a purpose. I don't have a plan. I'm just here by happenstance and coincidence. But the power of God hit him just like it did Elisha. And all he said was, I ain't looking back, but I'm going forward because whatever it is that just brushed by me, I got to have more of that. I can't go on living just like every day like I have. But God has shown me that he's got more for me. Hallelujah. One encounter. He He never even finished high school. I'm not recommending that. He finished the eighth grade, dropped out of school, and hit the road evangelizing with men like E.M. Dillard and men like Oral Roberts and said, there's more to life than just being normal. There's more to life than just being normal. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. One encounter in this house tonight, young people, will change the direction of your entire life. Hallelujah. How many 15-year-olds do we have in here tonight? 15? Lex and Elijah? How about it? How about it tonight? I know you're both living for the Lord. I, bo- I know that you both know that God has a call on your life. But how about tonight you both say at 15, and each and every one of you here tonight, but how about you just say tonight is the night I'm going to have an Elisha encounter. I'm not leaving this house tonight until I feel the power of God hit me like it's never hit me before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the problem is here tonight, what we see, what we see in, in, the, in the world is we're living in an age and a time now where what I just talked about is one of the most, if not the most, attacked thing in this young generation in the world and in the church. And that is purpose. Purpose is under attack like we've never seen it before. And you see, the thing is, is the enemy doesn't come in immediately and and bind young people to drugs or pornography or alcohol or self-harm or sexual immorality or things like that. No, but from the very beginning of time in Genesis until now in 2021, the enemy of our souls has always come in very cunningly and very sly-like. And he doesn't throw all of these things at us at the beginning, but what he does do is he presents a question to each and every every one of us and that question for Eve was did God really say and even until the savior of the world he said if you really are the son of God he presents the question and the question that most young people are all being presented to by the enemy is not will you do this drug or will you watch this or will you go here or do that but the question that they're being presented and asked by Satan is do you really think you have a God-given purpose. Do you really do you really think you're here for a reason? I mean, come on. Eight billion, almost eight billion people in the world, and the God of the universe is picking you. I heard that one. Eight billion people, and God said, You, Austin, 
Come on. Come on. You know better than that. You're, you're, you're shy. You don't even like to talk in front of people. You grew up in little podunk Warren County, Ohio on a cattle farm. You? Come on. You don't even, you, you, you don't even have any preachers in your family. I heard that one a lot. I tell you, my dad wasn't a preacher, but he was the godliest man I've ever seen in my entire life. Young people, it don't matter who your daddy is or who your mom is. If God's called you to stand behind this sacred desk and preach the word of God, you're called. If God's called you to go to the four corners of the world and touch the nations, guess what? That's what you're doing. As long as you're obedient, as long as you say, okay, God, I'll go. Hallelujah. I felt like I I began to study and I found a man like Amos. And he said, my dad, I'm not the son of a prophet, nor am I. I'm not a prophet's son, but I've got a word from the Lord. And that's how I feel here tonight. My dad might not be a preacher, but he was the godliest example I've ever seen in my life. And he showed me how to live like a man of God. And I've just been obedient to the word of the Lord. And said, God, I don't know why you chose me. I don't know why you, out of everyone... I don't know why you picked me, but all I know is that you came to me one night. Oh, you came to me one night at a church at named Full Gospel Tabernacle in Waynesville, Ohio. And you said, God, you said, Austin, I have picked you out of the miry clay and you're going to minister the gospel. And all I said was, okay, God, I'll go wherever you tell me to go. I'll say whatever you tell me to say. And I'm here tonight telling you tonight it's the same for you you've got a purpose young people you have a plan you have a reason for being here on this earth hallelujah hallelujah you see the conflict that we run into the conflict that we run into is the bible talks about David says in Psalms chapter 139, we read, and it says, For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And I'm paraphrasing. I'm just saying what he says in the verses. He says, For you are fear, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And my substance was not hid from you. When I was made in secret, you know each and every single part of me. And, and even the things that I don't even see. And even the things that I don't even know about. And what that scripture is saying is David is saying, God, you knew and saw that I was a king before I ever knew it and before I ever met Samuel. He's saying that I can't look at you, God, and say, I can't be anointed king. I can't be king of Israel. I can't. Because God says, David, if he would have, if, he, if David would have said, I can't be king over Israel, God would have said, David, I already put it in you. I already placed a king inside of you when I created you. Jeremiah chapter number one says for says that Jeremiah before you were ever being knit in your mother's womb. I knew you. And he said, I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you before young people before you were ever even born. God already had your life and a plan and a reason for you for being here before you were ever even a thought in your parents mind. 
mind. He said, I know Landon. I know Riley. I know Carly and Cameron and Marie and Ethan. I know each and every one of them. And before they were even here on this earth, I had a plan for each and every single one of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But see, your flesh and the enemy comes against it. Because your spirit man, your spirit knows, and it longs for that God-given purpose. It longs, it knows, it, it, it knows that void that is in your heart from the beginning of time, from when you were here and when you were born. That void that because of Adam and Eve's sin that was placed in the heart of man, your spirit man longs for that void to be filled by Christ Jesus. And it longs and knows that God-given purpose is deep down inside of you, even when you can't see yourself it knows that it's there and it longs for that and it reaches out for it saying you're here for more and you can hear it rolling over in your mind and in your spirit saying there's more to life than this there's more to life than just living for your own cause and living for your own reason and the conflict comes when your flesh and Satan begins to come against your spirit man and say you're not here for a reason you're not here for a purpose there's no plan for your life just live out the way you want to just do whatever you could just do whatever you want to do and you have no reason you have no purpose see that's the reason why we see today in the world we see the effects of judges chapter number 21 and verse number 25 saying that there was no king in Israel there was no leader there was no direction for their lives and every man just did what was right in the sight of his own mind and we're seeing that in the world today because the enemy is attacking purpose and telling everybody that they don't have a reason, they don't have a purpose, but their spirit man is longing for that. They don't know what to shoot for. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. So they're just like, I'm going to fulfill purpose here, and it doesn't work. I'm going to look for purpose here. It doesn't work. I'm going to look for purpose over here, and it doesn't work. But I'm going to tell you tonight, young people, you want to know where you're going to find your purpose? Right here, young people, you'll find your purpose at this altar because the Holy Ghost already spoke to me a few weeks ago in prayer and said that you tell them that there is a God-given purpose that I have for their life. And if they will seek me, they will find me. And I will show them the purpose and the plan that I have for their life. Hallelujah. 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 Why do you think the enemy tries so hard and has gotten behind? And I know I'm on live stream. It's, it's fine. It's whatever. Why do you think the enemy has gotten so much behind and pushed this Big Bang Theory and evolution nonsense into young people's lives. Why do you think he's gotten behind that? Because he wants everyone to think we're here by mere coincidence and happenstance. Because the thing about it is, is when you read into it, two big giant rocks in space collide with each other and somehow produce life when neither one of them had life to give to begin with. 
And then all of a sudden, that life that came from nothing and nowhere, and that goop decided to become a human one day, and here we all are. Coincidence, happenstance. Never happen again if it, it never happened again if we wanted it to. Mark Lowry says, he goes, if you want to really think about evolution, he said, take a watch, take it apart, put it in a bag, shake it up for six trillion, however many years it is, and at some point it's going to be a watch all put back together, ticking and on time. That doesn't work. Oh, but young people, if you would ever grab a hold of the truth that we have an intelligent designer. Because the thing, about intelli- the thing about intelligent design is when you design something on purpose, it has a purpose. When Henry Ford created that first Model T, that thing had a purpose. It was to transport and to drive. And let me tell you, when God created you, each and every one of you had the purpose. And that purpose is to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. That purpose is to take this great gospel to the four corners of the earth and to everywhere you go. And to preach the gospel to every living creature and see people saved, set free, delivered by the power of God. That's the main goal of your purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some of you in here tonight that you have heard the voice of the enemy telling you that you have no purpose, that you have no reason, that you're here by mere coincidence and mere happenstance. That the reasons, the way that you got here on this earth One, if you even have a purpose, it disqualifies you from that purpose for the reasons and the way that you got here. Well, we already read in Jeremiah chapter 1, it says before you were in your mother's womb. That means he already knew how you were going to get here. But he still said, I've got a plan for you. He still said, I've got a plan for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And let me tell you, you're going to have an encounter with God here tonight. I don't know who that person is, but God gave me that several days ago and said there's going to be somebody in that house that thinks that just how they got here has disqualified them and the enemies lied to them and said that they don't have it. They can't they can't fulfill the purpose of God because of who their mom is or who their daddy is or who their family is. But Jeremiah chapter 29:11, God said, I knew you, I I knew the plans for you, and they are good and not evil, says the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The enemy attacks purpose. The enemy attacks the reason to let you, to try and get you convinced that you don't have a mantle, that you don't have an anointing, you don't have a reason for being here tonight. But the first thing that I want to get to you tonight and to give to you is that lie every time you hear it. You crumble that thing up. You you take that mess, you crumble it all up, and you throw it out the window. And you say, the devil is a liar, and he is the father of all lies. And you are not here by coincidence. You are not here by happenstance. But you have a divine purpose. 
Because the thing about it is, young people, is I'm going to let you in on something that I believe each and every one of you already probably know. Is that everything that we is wrapping up before our very eyes. We are living in the very last of the last days. And I believe that with all of my heart. All I'm waiting for is to hear that trumpet sound and to get on out of here. Because, see, Pastor Greg Atkins... He preached a message. He preached at our youth camp several, uh, in 2011. And he preached. And he said that from January until June of 2011, it jumped more Bible prophecy in those five months than it had in hundreds of years. That message and those facts were 10 years ago. How much closer do you think we are to the rapture here tonight in 2021? This night, tonight, Friday night, July the 16th, 2021 is the best day ever to realize God's got me here. He has a plan for me in these last days. And whatever it is, I'm going to find out and I'm just going to throw everything to the wind and say, God, whatever you have for me... For the rest of my days until I take my last breath or until you call me home in the rapture. I'm going to carry the mantle. I'm going to carry the call. I'm going to carry the gospel wherever you want me to take it. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 The next point I want you to get here tonight. I've told you that you have a purpose. I told you that God is, is dealing with each and every one of you here tonight. Letting you know, pricking your heart and saying, I've got a reason. I've got a plan for you. Then I've, I've told you that the enemy's going to come against you and tell you that you don't have a plan. That you don't have a purpose. And that the enemy is a liar and that you need to take come against those lies and cast them down. The Bible says to cast down imagination and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. So you Young people, you have the power when those lies come at you. You have the power to cast them down in the name of Jesus and say, I'm not going to listen to those lies. But God has a plan and a purpose for me. But the next thing I want you to get here tonight is when we read, when we read in 1 Kings, this te our text tonight that we read. It says, when Elisha came back from telling his parents, his, his mother and father, goodbye. It says that he burned his plow. He burned the plow. He sacrificed the oxen. And what that is, it's a symbol of saying, that's what I used to be. That's how I used to think. That's how I used to live. That's what I used to pursue. That's what I used to say about myself. And that's what I used to think about myself. That's what I used to allow people and the enemy to speak over me and speak into me. But I'm lighting a match to it and I'm going to burn it because I'm not going back to that any longer. I'm not going to allow people to speak that over me any longer. 
I'm not going to allow myself to look in the mirror and tell myself that there's things wrong with me and that I can't be used of God because of certain things in my, that, that I've done in my past or, or, or this is what I used to pursue and I'm not going to pursue them anymore. This is how I used to live. I'm not going to live that, anyway, that way anymore. Young people, tonight is the night that you allow the Holy Ghost and the fire of God to fall down and lay every bit of that, lay that plow Lay that old life, lay that old way of thinking and those old antics, lay them down at the altar and let the consuming fire of the Holy Ghost to fall in this place and burn them up to where you can't even see them anymore. Oh yes, they might come back and tempt you. Oh yes, you might be, people might bring it up, but you can say, that's how I used to be until the Holy Ghost got a hold of my life and filled me up and burned all those things that's not me anymore but I'm living for the call of God hallelujah 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 burn the plow there's a mantle there's a reason there's a purpose burn the plow behind you but now only prophet mantle I could find at Walmart but when the mantle falls it's laying there it's waiting on Elisha but he's got to pick it up he's got to pick it up young people there's a mantle laying in front of every single one of you. Adults even. There's a mantle laying in front of everyone in this house tonight. But it is our job and our duty to say, it's there. And I'm picking it up tonight. I don't care how long it's been, I don't care how long it's been laying there. I don't care. I understand and know that each and every one of us all have individual and specific callings over our lives to be pastors, to be missionaries, evangelists, to be uh, greeters, ushers, all of those things. I understand that. But the objective is still the same. The objective and the main purpose is still the same. And that is to preach the gospel to every living creature. To take it to the four corners of this world. To understand and know that you have the anointing to lay hands on the sick and see them recover. You have the anointing and the power of God living inside of you to tread upon serpents and scorpions. To, to, to reach a... Excuse me. Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 1 said... God said, Jeremiah, before you were in, the, in your mother's womb, I, have, I had a plan for your life. I had a purpose. And that is to root out, to pull down, 
to plant and to build. And that means, young people, that the plan of God and the mantle of God over each and every one of your lives is to see the sin in this nation and in your families and in your schools and to pull it down and say, not on my watch. I picked up my mantle. Not on my watch. I understand and know the God, the plan that God has for me. And that is also to walk in and to pull down that sin, pull down strongholds everywhere that you go and to build and to plant seeds of the gospel and build the kingdom of God wherever you go. Hallelujah. 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 But Austin, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I already told you. When you contest with God and saying, I can't be a missionary, I can't be a pastor, I can't be an evangelist, I can't be a preacher, I can't go into my schools and tell people about Jesus, I can't, I can't walk the halls of my schools and see, see people run up to me and say, I don't know what it is about you, but there's just something that is drawing me to you. There's just something about you that I just, I just got to know what's different about you. Or when you walk into family functions where you're one of the only ones that's serving God and you walk in and and the entire atmosphere of the room changes. And you say, Austin, I can't do that. God's saying here tonight, you can't tell me what I already know. You can't tell me what I've already placed in you. And that is a plan. That is a purpose. A calling. An anointing. And the spirit of the living God living inside of you. That's what he's got in you. Hallelujah. 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 Riley, where, there you are. Listen, I understand and know that you've been in some places, that you've seen some things, you've been in some hardships, but God wants me to tell you right now, right now, there's still a mantle waiting on you to pick up. And what God is going to do in your life here tonight, as long as you allow him, as long as you just say, God, I offer myself a living sacrifice at this altar. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'll do it. Whatever you want me to say, wherever you want me to go, I'll do it. And what God is going to use you to do is he's going to show you young ladies that have been in the same places that you have been and been in the same pits that you've been in and he's going to say Riley I need you to go and tell them about my son Jesus and how he helped you how he saved you and set you on fire and you need to tell them all the testimony and you're going to pull young ladies out of the same places and pits that God pulled you out of hallelujah give the Lord a head clap of praise here tonight hallelujah Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands just for a moment. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh. Come on, keep pressing in just for, just for a few more seconds. Let's just keep pressing in and worshiping him here tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we need you, Jesus. You and only you, God. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Carly, I want to tell you this. I want to give you this. The desire, the ministry desires that you feel drawn to are not by coincidence and not by just chance. You're not drawn to them just because, you see, the enemy has been telling you that you are drawn to those areas of ministry because you want to be in the limelight and you want to be seen. But see, those ministry desires, just like I said a moment ago in Psalms 39, God said, I put those in Carly's heart before she was ever conceived in her mother's womb. It's not just by coincidence that you're drawn to these areas of ministry, Carly, but God has said from the foundations of the world, this is the plan that I've had for Carly's life hallelujah and he's going to use you to influence young people and even and, and older saints respectfully he's going to use you to influence young people and adults to go closer to God and to pursue the calling of God on their life. But what it is, Carly, is God is saying for you here tonight is to not wait any day longer, but to pick up that mantle and say, I'm not going to think of myself like that any longer. I'm not going to say those things about myself any longer. But when I look in the mirror, I'm going to say, God has fearfully and wonderfully made me. He has a plan and an anointing on my life. I'm picking the mantle up and I'm going to live with purpose and fulfill the call God has on my life. Hallelujah. 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 Brant, right? Brant, come here, buddy. Hallelujah. Now, how old are you? 13? Praise God. I remember when I remember when we were 13, Jade. Lord have mercy. But Brant, I don't know you that well. I just know you, I know your mama. That's about it. But during the worship service, I looked over and I saw you standing there. And all I could see, I could see you standing there looking at your hands. And there was fire in your hands. And I saw you running around and laying hands on people and them just being consumed with the fire of God. Brant, you understand and you know that God's got a plan on your life, right? You know that even at 13, God can still use you. Jeremiah even said, God, I can't speak. I'm a child. But you're saying here tonight, by coming up here, you're going to say, God, whatever it is you have for me, at 13 years old, I'm here for an encounter with you. And whatever it is, God, I'll do it. Oh, some of you young men come up here and pray with him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God is speaking to him at 13 years old, 
How many of you that are older are saying, I'm hearing from you tonight, God. I'm going to have an encounter with you tonight, God. Oh, I'm not leaving here. Listen, listen. God told me a few weeks ago that we're going to see baptisms in the Holy Spirit here tonight for the very first time. That we're going to see refillings with the fire of God here tonight. And I'm just crazy enough to believe that we're going to see physical healings, spiritual healings, emotional healings. Why? Because God already said I'm here to heal the sick I'm here to baptize in the Holy Spirit I'm here to save the lost and I'm here to let people know they're here for a reason hallelujah oh hallelujah 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 so how about it How about it? And I'm done. Who's here to pick up the mantle here tonight? Who's here to say, who's here to say, I'm here to pick up the mantle if they would come to the music. I'm going to get out of the way because what we're going to experience in this altar is far more important than me holding a microphone and screaming at you here tonight. What God is going to do in this house. Oh my goodness. Jade, I'll tell you something else I saw during worship. I was standing here and I closed my eyes. And as clear as day, I saw from that side of the building to that side of the building. I don't know how many rows back, filled, shoulder to shoulder, young people. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't know if that's in youth conference. I don't know if that's just in midweek service on a Sunday morning or even a weekly youth service that you're going to have to start having because there's so many people coming that you're maxing the building out on Wednesday nights. I'm believing for that. But I'm going to tell you here tonight, young people. I'm going to tell you here tonight, young people. You know who's going to bring them in? You are. You're going to bring them in. You're, you, Cameron, you're going to bring them in. You, Carly, you, Marie, you, Sophia, Riley, Ethan, Elijah, Jaden, Lexi, especially you. Especially you, Lexi. You've got far more power and far more Holy Spirit and talents and gifts inside of you than what you're living at right now. And you know what? As a symbol, I want you to come up here and just take this from me. Hallelujah. Let's worship here tonight, church. Here, I want you to just take this as a symbol and a saying and a statement to God saying, I'm not going to live lower. I'm not going to live thinking any lower of myself any longer. But God, I'm going to look at how you see me. And I'm going to look and hear the word and the statements and things that you say over my life. And I'm taking this mantle here tonight. And I'm going to live for you, God. I'm going to fulfill the plan. I'm going to allow the Holy Ghost and fire to consume me and my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Stand with me if you would here tonight. Let's just worship for a few more minutes. Let's just worship for a minute. 
Hallelujah. Another thing, young people, that you're going to begin to see, when you pick up the mantle, just like Elisha. See, Elijah and Elisha came. They came to the River Jordan. Elijah took his mantle and he smote the water. And the Jordan River parted. Elisha came back to cross that very same river. And he said, where is the Lord God, Elisha? And he smoked the river. And the river parted. Young people, when you pick up that mantle, you're going to see miracles, signs, and wonders flowing through you. You're going to see, you're going to walk up to people and you're going to figurative river and you're going to say, where is the Lord God of my grandpa? Smote the water and you're going to see a miracle happen. You're going to walk up and you're going to say, where is the Lord God that my grandma talked about? And you're going to smoke the waters and they're going to part. You're going to walk up to somebody who is, who's, who's been diagnosed with cancer and you're going to say, I've heard testimonies. I've heard my family talk about how God has healed cancer before, how he's healed their, them from cancer and I'm just going to believe God that he's going to heal them of cancer hallelujah how about it who wants it who wants the mantle who I'm being serious who wants to come grab it Lex ain't the only one who else wants to be bold enough and step out of their seat here tonight and say I'm going to come take that mantle from you Austin who I'm being serious hallelujah 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 who else wants to come forward and say, God, I'm going to take up the mantle that you have for me. If you're here and you're not saved or if you're not where you need to be with God, come up here tonight and say, God, I'm getting right with you here tonight. And not only that, I'm waiting for you to baptize me with the Holy Ghost and fire. And I'm going to let you tell me what my purpose is and the plan that you have for my life. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on, fill this altar. Fill this altar. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Fill this altar here tonight. with the Holy Spirit tonight hallelujah lift your hands and say God fill me with your Holy Ghost and fill me with your fire if you need a refilling in this house tonight lift your hands and say God I'm not leaving here until you refill me with your spirit hallelujah 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 God already told me he was going to fill here tonight he already told me that he's going to refill here tonight. And if that's you, then he's going to do it in your life. Hallelujah.
Hi everybody, it's Pastor Jade Abrams here. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I also want you to connect with us. You can find us on all the social media platforms listed below. And we would love to catch up with you, hear what God has spoke to you, and continue to follow us. And we love you and God bless you.